The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit VoiceAmerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Welcome to Mighty Gems, spotlighting everyday jewels with your host, Dee Lee. It is common for all of us to take things for granted, the familiar in our daily lives. For example, our home, our job, our health, our relationships with family and friends and pets. By paying attention and polishing your own life gems, you can add your light to life. And that creates a mighty gem. On today's program, you will learn how paying attention to the small things can make your life mighty. So polish the facets of the extraordinary jewels around you by joining your host, Dee Lee. Learn how being mighty is possible when you polish the extraordinary jewels in your life. Now, here is your host, Dee Lee. Welcome to our show, Mighty Gems, Spotlighting Everyday Jewels. My name is Dee Lee, and today I am here with my guest host, Lynn Sherrill. Good morning, Good morning. (laughs) Here we are. (laughs) It's Friday. It is. Most most humans today live a quote-unquote normal life existence in a daily state of being overwhelmed. There are so many distractions and bright, shiny objects that it can be hard to actually see what's in front of you. And as a result, it's easy to operate with blinders in place and be numb about your life. And sometimes we even become asleep or immune to the potentials within and the realities around us for living a more joy-filled existence. The antidote is to simply start paying attention to the state of our own mindset. And in order to see clearly, put on your glasses would be helpful, it can be helpful to have a higher perspective. These mighty gems spotlights help focus on our inner subtle human energy systems. We know that the internal energy centers are actually connected with the world around us. Everything within is reflected from our inside to our outside. The key is really finding a balanced reflection. So, C.J. Heck said, We all have an inner voice, our personal whisper from the universe. All we have to do is listen, feel, and sense it with an open heart. Sometimes it whispers of intuition or precognition. Other times it whispers an awareness, a remembrance from another plane. So dare to listen, dare to hear what with your heart fully open. Can you recall all of the experience, experiences you had today? How about yesterday? The way you perceive and experience the outside world around you is a result of how you use your basic five senses hearing, sight, smell, taste, and touch. You also have inner soul senses available to help you decide whether or not to enjoy an experience. If you do not know how to quiet your inner self, it may be competing with your outer world full of distractions. So take time to feel your breath. Take time to quiet your mind and listen to your heartbeat. You have immediate access to a vast and powerful inner peace potential within yourself when you actively tap into your joyful perception. 
So we all actually have challenges of some sort or other and constantly seem to have more tasks on our radar than there is time available in the day to do them. As well, we can also feel like we have too much stuff um, going on that we can't see or that's actually disappeared from our paying attention to it. Or maybe it's something that's well, it's too, too familiar. It's just too, too familiar. familiar. Yeah. yeah. You just don't see it anymore. And so because we're empowered, which is obviously we're speaking from an empowered position um, on an empowered channel, <laughs> most of us are a bit more awake than we used to be. And we're starting to really look around and within and outside of ourselves. In our Mighty Gym series, we've been actually taking a very close look at ourselves within and also from without, you know, using a higher perspective and, and looking at it hopefully from a balanced perception. Um, as we've been in this process of evaluating things very closely, it is really interesting how the stuff we have around us really needs to be uh, shaken up and we need to really be looking from a free-flowing energy rather than, you know, sta stagnant pools. So one perception here is how do, how do you look at your glass? Is it half empty or half full? Or how do you look at your environment? Mm -hmm. You know, do you look around and go, wow, I'm so happy that I'm here, I feel good, I'm supported? Or do you look around and go, oh, God, it's filthy, that's an old picture, I can't believe I kept that, you know, tea set or whatever, you know, that was a gift, and why do I have it? I actually, when I, um, I, I, I'm a feng shui practitioner as well, and one of my clients, she said, you know, I just don't feel good in this room, and I said, well, you have a shrunken head on the wall. Like, <laughs> <laughs> What? It's just, yeah, I went to Africa and I, you know, collected things way back when. And I'm like, well, you know, that has a lot to do with it, you know. So she hadn't really stopped to think, oh, what do all these things mean? Or how does it feel? Or what's it, you know, reinforcing in her on a subtle energy level system? So, you know, really take the time. If you don't know what your environment feels like, then take a picture because the camera will see things that you can't see yourself because it's just too familiar. Mm -hmm. And when you look through the camera, it's going to be like, oh, wow, I can't believe that's there, you know, whatever it is. So, uh, yeah. And, and, you know, another way to do it is to go into someone else's environment or even go outside and walk around in nature and then come back to your space and notice what's the first thing you feel. What do you perceive about your environment? Does it feel like, ah, oh, I'm home or, oh, God, I'm home. <laughs> you know, another right? way to if, if it's nice out, which you know has certain seasons, but um, one thing I tried a couple weeks ago, which was really dynamic, was um, you know, basically I took a corner of my office and actually moved the whole thing outside of one whole corner because I, you know, I basically just wanted to take it all out so I could deeply clean it. And once it got outside, then, you know, in the bright sunshine, I'm going, well, what is that? What, you know, why is that there? You know, I started just not looking at it from a judgment perspective, but really, you know, in the sunshine asking, well, what is this? Why do I need this? You know, and it becomes an opportunity to really take a close look at something you know it's it's in the sunshine it's you can ask yourself what it is and and you can then take one by one this is like not putting you know the effort into identifying it and then putting it in a pile that's sort of backwards but if you 
come up with actually looking at something very closely and then ask yourself, well, do I need to keep it? Do I need to organize it? Do I need to shred it? Do I need to get rid of it? Blah, blah, blah. So it becomes really making it one identifier and one action. You know, you choose what you want to do with it and then act on it because for myself, there's just so much opportunity to like put it back into some way for another action, another time, and it's then I have to revisit it. <laughs> well, that's it. And then, you know, there's the other thing about how do you actually perceive that? Are you seeing it and going, wow, that's a problem, or mm-hmm. I can't believe I had that? Or do you see it as an invitation or an opportunity? It's like, ooh, you know, I get to do something about that now. Or, oh, I wonder what else is waiting for me. You know, it's that's the perception piece, right? Like, mm-hmm. what's your filter? How is it set? Is it set to the negative? Is it set to the positive? If you are, if you can see everything that happens in your life as an opportunity or invitation, your life improves immensely. It's an well, amazing it's- thing. And it's, it's the glasses that you look through, you know, right. what's your interpretation of what you see on the other side of that, that glass, mm-hmm. because how does it feel? You know, your, your sight is one thing, but you tap into yourself and say, well, you know, that's what I see. Is that really what I see? And how is it affecting me? Yeah. And well, and what are you making it mean? Mm-hmm. What, what do you make what you see mean to you and how you're making your world, your life, uh, and how you're making your decisions? How do you make all that come together? It's, so it's not just about what you see, but how you interpret or perceive what it is that you see. And ironically, we're human and humans like to be right. And so we will look around and go, oh, yeah, well, the reason that that laundry is there is because I don't have this, the table I need. Because do you see it's kind of negative and, and instead there's like a blame or a judgment or, you know, it's like if your perception is that you need to be a ra- right about that wrong thing, it makes it really hard <laughs> to allow flow. And, you know, we're naturally wired to want to be right. And so we look for evidence of that in our world around us. So when our perception says we have to be right, even about wrong things, now we're kind of limited. So we actually have to challenge some of of our inherent wiring in order to be able to perceive the world in a different way. Yeah, that perception, um, Oprah Winfrey said, be thankful for what you have, you'll end up having more. <laughs> mm-hmm. If you concentrate on what you don't have, you will never, ever have enough. It's so and true. I've, and it's with space, too. You know, the bigger the space, you can fill it up. And what do you do? You push it around, you box it up, you want to then pay for more storage, you want to take a look at it do you want to cut it down you know there's just a lot of um you know questions that come up you know what is the use of something stored Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. well and you know even if you have to store things if you do it in a way that honors them where they're organized they're labeled they're protected that's very different than um, just having everything everywhere and slopped into a closet or whatever. It's, you know, and, and, you know, going back to just the bigger sense of perception, um, either people aren't aware of the fact that they're perceiving or they use it to create a life they don't actually want because they're focusing on, oh, I don't want that. I don't, you know, that's bad for me. That's toxic. Uh, I can't eat that. Like, again, it's from that negative perspective. And so what do you get? when you put all of your attention on the things that you don't want, you get more of what you don't want, which is what you just said. (laughs) Yeah, and and it's very much like we get into that mode where that's where we slip into the 
pre- previous uh, modus, which means that we've been acting a certain way. And typically what happens is your your inner self will say, oh, I remember that. So then you slip into whatever the comfort zone is and you end up going, wow, you know, I didn't know that that was what I was comforting about. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Mm-hmm. And so it becomes kind of almost a, a round and a round. And unfortunately, most people don't use the power of perception um, or they use it to create the life that they don't want. And they really focus on that. So what's really a uh, beauty about perception is you can change it. And mm-hmm. you can, you can ident- if you can identify in a clear way what you're looking for you know it depends on your perception obviously what you're looking for you can you can work with the power and say okay this is my ultimate desire to create this over here and with that kind of a I mean it sounds really simple but if you can clearly come forward and identify it um, and really write that out in almost like a mission statement for yourself um, in down to whatever detail feels like it helps you know, supply you with the the tool data. Um, And then, you know, by ultimately doing that, you can then, you can really bring it into an active plant into your subconscious. Because like Earl Nightingale said, whatever we plant in our subconscious mind and nourish with repetition and emotion in one will one day become a reality. So what that speaks and that showed up this morning, I'm going, hmm, very appropriate. <laughs> I mean, essentially what that's saying is let's be careful what we obviously choose to put in our subconscious and also how we nourish it because with repetition, that's like the choice of saying, well, whatever, and that becomes the conversation you have with yourself or with others, and that's repetition, so that's then going to be high importance for the subconscious going, I remember that, and that's the emotion around it, that's the expected outcome that that is going to happen, and so it becomes almost a common cycle. Because then, essentially, that cycle goes around and around anyway, and people then get stuck. Well, uh, I heard a, somewhere, some quote or proverb or whatever, it said, uh, the only difference between a rut and a grave is depth. Mm-hmm. You know, so the more that you're digging it in, you know, you're just, it's stagnation, and stagnation is the, the slide into not, you know, to not life. <laughs> Well, and it, so. it's the pool of reflection, too. I mean, if you look into a, a, a clear pool, you're going to see yourself. You'll see the sky. You'll see the beauty. You might actually see the bottom of the pool if it's clear. Or if you look in a muddy mud hole, um, mm-hmm. it's going to be difficult to see anything. And then mm-hmm. you're going to keep asking, well, what is the muck? So mm-hmm. then you, you keep asking, it's going to fill up <laughs> with more mm-hmm. muck. <laughs> yeah. And so it's it's really taking that. Uh, opportunity to clear off the glasses and make sure you're seeing uh, using all your senses is basically part of the radar process or the the guidance system that we all have different components and different obviously not everybody has all of them but um, they have most of them available Mm -hmm. so it's it's Mm -hmm. really um, taking the opportunity to be clear and identify what is the term what is success um, what is happiness and how do you feel 
you know, your feeling with each of those words because it comes back down to language. How do we well, and how often are you feeling those things? Like you said, the repetition. Mm-hmm. That's huge, yeah. And then as you repeat things, those typically will, it's like nourishment. You know, you repeat it, it feels good or it doesn't. And as you n- nourish yourself with this repetition, that becomes a habit. And habits have a tendency anyway to become uh, a in the background. So you're you're slipping into this habit, whether it's perceived in the language of good or bad, that's really whoever's perceiving it. And mm-hmm. basically, when it slips into that mode, if you want, if you're trying to change something, then adding another component here as to how does that feel will tell you for yourself whether it's it applies to something that you want to hold on to as a habit. So these are just some simple things that you want to be aware of. Well, yeah. And how does your interpretation change depending on which sense you use? To go back to what you were saying earlier, you know, it's about what you're seeing, hearing, feeling, touching, tasting. So, you know, are are you hearing something different than what you're seeing? You know, is there kind of an incongruence or distortion? You know, does it change? I think that's kind of a fascinating idea, too, depending yeah. on which sense you're perceiving with, right? Well, and how you interpret it. Mm-hmm. Not just mm-hmm. perception, but how do you interpret that? Um, because language is one of those that we all have a different understanding based upon our experience. Mm-hmm. And C.S. Lewis said, what you see and what you hear depends a great deal on where you are standing. It also depends on what sort of person you are. So, it becomes almost a whole person exp- personal experience. Absolutely. And based upon what you've experienced in the past, you could be moving along and then slip into a experience mode where you're going, hmm, that's my experience base. So you become kind of asleep or not actively at the wheel to pay attention. So it's very uh, individual. Mm-hmm. It really is. Well, and, you know, what you perceive also changes who you are. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was talking with someone the other day that our perception is the key to understanding everything, the universe, really, like, you know, the, the, everything that's around us, the metaphysical. So, you know, we're noticing everything. And as we notice it, we are cultivating our consciousness. And as we're doing that, we become more able to perceive other levels of the things that are happening around us. (laughs) So, you know, we can perceive and then we grow, we cultivate our consciousness, and then we perceive the very same thing in a different way. And we grow in a different way. Mm-hmm. The, the ripple effect is really you know, apparent when you really start looking around because that ripple will um, also be reflected back to yourself. Mm-hmm. Because the ripple, you know, you smile at someone or you say thank you or um, observe someone's kindness that may not you know, be a person feeling like they're ever noticed and you surprise them. I mean, boy, yeah, that's a whole different experience. Mm-hmm. If you surprise someone with saying thank you and I appreciate what you just did, you know, they're just doing it in the kindness or because that's what they they act with. You know, they're not expecting something, but when you surprise them, you know, that that's a lot of fun. <laughs> <laughs> it is. The light goes on. Mm-hmm. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and and that's really what it's all about. You know, what turns our light on? 
So, you know, is your perception serving you or is it bringing you, uh, you know, if you feel bad, it's not working for you. (laughs) Let's just (laughs) cut to the chase, right? So if what you're perceiving makes you feel bad, drains your energy, um, feels uh, heavy, dark, you know, those, there's something in that. Either that's a message to change something or it's a signal that your filters of perception need to be cleaned or reoriented so and, that you have a more quality experience, right? And Anthony D'Angelo said, reality doesn't bite. Rather, our perception of reality bites. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> so, yeah. you're hooked up with a, a cat that likes to scratch. You know, if you're teasing the cat, then it's going to scratch. <laughs> There it's, it is. It's like, ooh, okay, we can see yeah. that. The cat is perceiving that you need to be scratched. <laughs> <laughs> There's the reality scratch. <laughs> yes, and on that note, we should probably uh, take a little break and come back to continue talking about the sparkling perceptions and mighty gems that are around you in your world right now. So we'll be right back. Live up to your fullest potential. This is the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Are you interested in actualizing your potential to be, do, and have more? If yes, then consider this your invitation. Intellike dates back to Aristotle, who used the word to describe the potential of a thing becoming itself. For example, a kitten has the intellike to become a cat. So what is human intellike? It's about discovering your destiny to live your freedom. Discover who you really are through one of the programs at www.humanintellike.com. Be who you are here to be. And remember, your life is a powerful expression of potential. Whether you activate that for its highest good or not is your choice. www.humanintellike.com. That's human, E-N-T-E-L-E-C-H-Y.com. Have you ever met a muse? Or consider the possibility that you are a muse and didn't know it? A muse inspires creativity, happiness, and imagination. And that's something we need every day to feel fulfilled in life. The challenge is that most media focuses on negativity. But now there is a place for you and other musers to connect with positive energy, new possibilities, and personal growth. Join www.themightymuser.com to discover curated content designed to bring you to your best self. Becoming a muser will have a direct effect on how you feel. And as you feel good, your life is good. Join themightymuser.com. It's the choice that can change everything. listening to Mighty Gems, Spotlighting Everyday Jewels with D. Lee. To reach the program today, please call 1-888-346-9141. That's 1-888-346-9141. You may also send us an email to jewels at mightygems.com. Now, back to this week's show. Welcome back to Mighty Gems, Spotlighting Everyday around you and it's interesting we're talking about perception and language and here's a quote that has popped up in my radar here by van morrison a famous person to themselves they don't get up in the morning and say and think i'm famous 
I'm not famous to me. Famous is a perception. So it's true. And you know, that's the observation of someone. You know, mm -hmm. so, you know, when they look in the mirror, how do they view themselves? Mm-hmm. Yeah, they don't woke, wake up and go, oh, I'm a fabulous movie star. <laughs> or everyone knows me, or my name is a household name. They're kind of like, yeah, I got to go brush my teeth now. <laughs> so... If yeah. the mirror answers you, <laughs> you're in the <laughs> you're in a different space. <laughs> there you go. There you go. So what do yeah. you what do you see? What does you know? Just what do you see? And how do you see things? You know, that's these are a lot of questions. You know, and, and part of waking up, I think, for or at least my uh, my own experience is the more that I've become aware and paying attention to things around me the more I ask questions the more curiosity I have and you know that sometimes gets me routed to a different point than I normally would have gone but it's always very interesting how you can start leading along with curiosity mm -hmm. and start asking more questions and um, it also raises up uh, opportunity to look at things so how do you view the people around you I mean and test yourself saying well you know you can start asking yourself well how do I view this do I choose to to look descriptively at them in with this lens or am I using a clouded lens maybe it would be better to do this you know so you give yourself some opportunity to really um, make your choice mm -hmm. well Wayne Dyer said change the way you look at things and the things you look at change mm-hmm and it's yeah. true. You know, and science shows us that too, that, you know, the thing that is observed changes because of the observer, and then the observer is changed by the experience of observing. Sure, experience <laughs> is huge. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> when you look at your friends, your family, your colleagues, your associates, strangers, salespeople, when you're sitting at the stoplight, <laughs> what mm -hmm. what is going through your mind? And that's your subconscious is is it seems to be always flowing with something and so if you check in with your conscious consciously in your conscious you're checking in with your subconscious and start asking it to define a little bit more of what is going on it's like having a self-conversation in a way it's pretty interesting mm -hmm. if you start looking from the lens of positive um, versus picking up a, a negative language word, um, it feels different. It does. It does. When I'm sitting at a stoplight, most of the time what I'm perceiving is that everybody just needs to get out of my way. <laughs> <laughs> and then I ask myself, how is it they're really on the road in front of me? <laughs> well, it's interesting. Um, in our area here in Kirkland, it's been very under construction for the last couple months and so the the construction crew moves around and I'm sure they're very sensitive because people don't typically like to be in a construction zone because they don't know what you're going to get in time elements and so here are all these annoyed people you know that are annoyed because they are trying to get somewhere and they're being stopped by something they can't control and so they get frustrated and then they get more impatient and then the thing just starts spiraling so if you're in that situation and you can't do anything about it 
it's better to choose, or this is my opinion, it's better to choose to be patient and to really let those people just go do what they have to do because I don't want to be in the way of somebody that's annoyed and frustrated <clears throat> that would just, you know, plow forward no matter what. Like in fried green tomatoes? Yeah. Kathy Bates, where she's like, I've got insurance, boom. <laughs> <laughs> I relate <Watch> to that. <laughs> Watch out. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Well, you know, all of this really goes back to, all the way back to Aristotle and Plato, really, right? Those two guys really kind of formed um, schools of philosophy that, to this day, we're talking about. We're talking about it right now. Plato said, reality exists because I perceive it. Meaning that whatever I create in my mind is, is what is there. Um, and then Aristotle said, reality exists and my perception allows me to see it. Mm -hmm. It's mm -hmm. two different ways. And I think that's really the crux of perception. It's like, and you know, now when you think about that, what are the ramifications of that? When you start thinking about the law of attraction, Mm -hmm. Right. So if you have law of attraction, is it that um, you are literally creating things in your own mind to attract to you? Or is it that when you invoke the law of attraction, you're really saying, wait a minute, I am choosing to perceive a different level of the reality that already exists. Well, Angelina Jolly said, if I make a fool of myself, who cares? I'm not frightened by anyone's perception of me. <laughs> mm -hmm. I love her. She's great. Yeah. And and the fact that uh, I really like when a celebrity stands out and, and makes a stand like that, you know, because it lets everybody else know that, you know, it, it somehow gives everyone permission to go, oh, yeah, why do I care what people think of me? It's my life. Nobody else is living it but me. So if you're making decisions based on other people's perceptions or not making decisions because you're afraid of their judgments or whatever, you know, those are not great reasons for not making the right decisions for you. And, and that's really the crux of being selfish. Selfish is a very high value. Selfish means that you are taking care of yourself first. Mm -hmm. It doesn't mean that you're not caring about other people, but you can, there's nothing for you to give to someone else unless you actually are full, vibrant, and restored. I mean, you have to take care of yourself in order to have something to give. So, you know, uh, being selfish means mm, I'm going to pay attention to what I think of myself and it doesn't really matter what anybody else thinks. That's <laughs> well, interesting, too. Um, Paul Wellstone said there is a major uh, ingredient missing from our perception of how changes are brought about. Hmm. That ingredient is power. Mm. Interesting. That's a good attitude because, you know, when one thinks of all these different things, they're really very powerful. I mean, how we perceive them, obviously, is our own self. Well, yeah, and if you're not in your own power, how can you actually take that in and apply it and use it for yourself, right? Mm-hmm. So, if you're not in your own power, it's a very unbalanced statement, a state of being. And that, uh, that unbalanced sense, I mean, we've been concentrating so much in our focus here on being balanced and looking at a balanced reflective Boy, that may, would make us fall over. <laughs> mm -hmm. Just like plop right into the pool of perception. <laughs> well, yeah. You know, and in some ways, I mean, uh, as much as I appreciate the concept of balance, it's kind of a myth. You know, uh -huh. even walking. Walking is a controlled fall. 
we have to literally set ourselves up to fall and catch ourselves every time we take a step. So, you know, balance, um, you know, I I think, at least for me, I've had periods in my life where, you know, uh, work was the big focus and personal life wasn't. And then, you know, I've had other times where it's like, it's all about self-care and, you know, going for it. And then, you know, not so much, you know, limiting my time that I'm spending at work or whatever. You know, it's like you, I think our focus changes a little bit. And and so the balance is, I think, to keep changing the focuses. <laughs> Sometimes you feel like you're in the chair of an optometrist. <laughs> is this better or is this better? <laughs> you know, when we look at this, um, it comes back to your own self. And Lao Tzu said, because one believes in oneself, one doesn't really try to convince others. Because one is content with oneself, one doesn't need others' approval. Because one accepts oneself, the whole world accepts him or her. So it's it's kind of like which lens, you know, are you seeing through? And someone else looking through that same lens is going to see something different. But it's really back to yourself. Um, and as one is explaining that description of what you see on that other side, you know, it could be that you say, well, you really believe that these people are that way or that side is this. I'm not making this up. They're really nasty. Well, sure they are. You keep bringing out the worst in them in your focus. I mean, you're not seeing the clear picture of what that is or what what they are, are potentially about. You know, what are those other options that possibly you don't even see the, the thank you that they come back and maybe there's little parts that maybe they're doing small things that they think are huge in their own selves to begin to actually change. Maybe they're changing. So sometimes we don't look um, in the whole picture the way that they're actually in reality because we're looking through a kind of a, a muddled interpretation of what we're seeing there too. As they're displaying different things, they're going to be in their own understanding of what they're perceived as. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, I, there's a commercial out right now that uh, I think it's, I don't even know what the product is, but it it's something like, you know, if you understood what other people were going through, you'd see them differently. And then it shows the person looking around, and I, there's a couple of versions. One is where everybody's wearing a sign, I'm getting divorced, my kid just flunked. Uh, got kicked out of school. Um, my boyfriend just broke up with me. I was just diagnosed with blah, 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 whatever. And so, you know, they're wearing these little signs or they have bubbles over their heads. And, you know, you don't really know. Like, that person is super cranky. But then when you understand, it's like, oh, yeah, they're, she just had a big fight with so-and-so. You know, it, it offers context. And then you it's a very human, relational kind of thing. And then your perception changes. It's like, oh, she's having a crappy day. You know, so you cut her a break or you know he's not feeling good so now I understand why he snipped at me or whatever well that's kind of like the bad hair day you know how (laughs) what is the definition of bad hair I mean at least you know I mean you could flip it around and say wow I have hair (laughs) right it it could be your perception I mean if if you're bald because you're you're under cancer treatment you know that's a challenge Mm -hmm. and you don't want to be laughing about that because that is a real serious challenge but it's almost like you know it's really being very careful I think in being awake enough to really know what is your perception and also to look through things and be patient with what your sight is telling you is that really what's happening so keep in in that question mode 
um, you know, and keep asking yourself, is that really the way they are? You know, because that that imagery could be a perceived something that's muddled because of your own experience. And, um, you know, and not everybody's going to be one way or the other all the time. So it, it's almost because you look at something this way or that way that, uh, and then you put a definition on it. Um, once you put that defined uh, word, that's your language. How you interpret that language word is going to show up in how you relate relate to it, which is kind of your own reflective. Mm-hmm. Well, Irving Berlin said, life is 10% what you make it and 90% how you take it. <laughs> mm-hmm. I like that. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Really, you know, the, um, and what is that 10%, you know, that's like a whole huge thing. <laughs> right. I mean, mm-hmm. they talk about 80-20 with a lot of things, but you look around and, you know, it's, it's like, um, you know, what is that small amount is usually the, the, the real quality and that has the value. And, and, you know, it's just like looking inside ourselves, you know, and looking at how does this feel or that feel. Um, we have a lot of different ways for ourselves to justify what we feel mm-hmm. or, or come back to saying, I'm looking at this through this lens because this is, this is really, they're nasty. Well, you know, that's a choice each of us have the opportunity to say, well, yes, that's true. Or maybe it's not really all the time. Maybe they have some challenge that we don't even understand. So it's really being patient almost with yourself and saying, okay, well, the same thing would be like if you're in a, um, in a traffic situation where you've got no control over a situation like this construction zone. You know, what are you going to do? What can you do? And it, it just makes yourself feel more challenged. <laughs> well, yeah, you got to give yourself options. It's like, okay, I can get on the phone. I can, you know, do something. I can, I, I don't know, look at my teeth. I don't know. Just give yourself something to do and focus on something different than your frustration, which will only continue to grow. And, you know, utilizing those, those opportunities is how you really can change your own sparkle, you know, mm-hmm. with, with what you're doing because it's how you look at people, how you look at the situation. If you begin to look at things and really talk about to yourself the power of your making that choice of how you look at something, that's really going to help you make uh, an opportunity turn around potentially so that you will be able to actually change your reality. Mm-hmm. And that's really powerful. Absolutely. Well, and seeing the humanity in others and having compassion and hoping that someday someone else will have compassion for you. Oh, yeah. And Ralph Waldo Emerson said, dream delivers us to dream and there is no end to illusion. Life is like a train of moods, like a string of beads. And as we pass through them, they prove to be many colored lenses, which paint the world their own hue. I think that's that's so appropriate. Oh, yeah. That's why I have a crush on him. Oh, man. That's awesome. <laughs> he, he's got so much wisdom everywhere you turn. Totally. Totally. <laughs> and now we are going to turn our perception to taking a break, a short break. We'll be back in just a minute. Stay tuned. Change your world. Change your life. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com
Have you ever met a muse? Or considered the possibility that you are a muse and didn't know it? A muse inspires creativity, happiness, and imagination. And that's something we need every day to feel fulfilled in life. The challenge is that most media focuses on negativity. But now, there is a place for you and other musers to connect with positive energy, new possibilities, and personal growth. Join www.themightymuser.com to discover curated content designed to bring you to your best self. Becoming a muser will have a direct effect on how you feel. And as you feel good, your life is good. Join themightymuser.com. It's the choice that can change everything. Are you interested in actualizing your potential to be, do, and have more? If yes, then consider this your invitation. IntelliKey dates back to Aristotle, who used the word to describe the potential of a thing becoming itself. For example, a kitten has the IntelliKey to become a cat. So what is human IntelliKey? It's about discovering your destiny to live your freedom. Discover who you really are through one of the programs at www.humanintellikey.com. Be who you are here to be. And remember, your life is a powerful expression of potential. Whether you activate that for its highest good or not is your choice. www.humanintellikey.com. That's human, E-N-T-E-L-E-C-H-Y.com. We're on Facebook, along with some of the greatest minds of the world, and that includes you. Visit us on Facebook at Voice America Empowerment. You are listening to Mighty Gems, spotlighting everyday jewels with Dee Lee. To reach the program today, please call 1-888-346-9141. That's one 888 3469141 You may also send us an email to jewels at mightygems.com Now back to this week's show Welcome back to Mighty Gems We're spotlighting all kinds of jewels here and we're doing um, kind of a discussion about the power of perception and how you perceive something can make it either a terrible place or a wonderful place you know it's really how you choose to actually do that yeah Wayne Dyer said that he said um, the world is uh, a happy place or a hostile place depending on who you are something like it's the same world but different perception you know what yeah. I mean yeah and does it sparkle well what yeah sparkle? you know sparkle is enthusiasm it makes you feel good um, and you know, you can also test it, um, how you feel if you sit down and if you have the patience <laughs> to listen to the news. Uh, that's a real test. I have a challenge with that myself. I just, I am not so in that position of wanting to pay that close attention to that. You know, it's, it's really, um, it'll give you a perception that the world's falling apart. You know, or you can actually be looking at it from a different perspective and saying, wow, this is a fascinating event, or this has value, or this one, you know, is moving at this direction. Um, so you'll be looking at things differently. Either is it terrible, or is it great, or are you getting better every day with certain things, or is something on the upswing? 
um, it, it's going to give you a real sense of something. <laughs> <laughs> you can test your own uh, perception of. Mm-hmm. But it's like t- taking it just from that perspective. You know what is what is the what is really happening? We don't know if the the news is the reality or it's just a drama. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and but how you see, there's there's your truth, there's my truth, and the truth. Right? Sure. <laughs> and if it's powered up, you know, with somebody else's attitude wanting to power it up and make it the biggest news event, you know, some kind of a drama that you know, gets everybody all powered up, you know, it's like the world's coming to an end. I mean, that's going to get somebody's attention. (laughs) That's the whole point of marketing. (laughs) (laughs) What are they marketing? (laughs) Break through that static noise. (laughs) For sure. But, you know, really your subconscious mind thinks that whatever you're focusing on is what you really want. And then it guides you to have more of that. So you end up with the result that you're focusing on, even if it's not the one that you want. So uh, I, for an example, um, someone I know had said, you know, I never want to end up in a nursing home. I never want to end up with a cane. I never want to be in a wheelchair. And that for decades was the focus. And of course, you know, two of the three are happening. The Mm -hmm. third, going into the home is, you know, on deck. It's not here yet, but you know, it's what you focus on. Whereas instead of the focus had been on, I want to be healthy. I want to be strong. I want to be vital you know, then that's how you live your life according to that compass, right? So a lot of times I think we live according to what we don't want or what we're pushing away from, expecting that we're going to be able to get rid of that thing. But the only way we're getting rid of it is that we're pushing on it. So we're still in contact with it, right? And and if our focus is on that, it's like looking backwards all the time. I don't want that. I don't want that. Well, how do you know where you're going forward? You know, there's nothing pulling you. Your hand is on what's in the past, right? Well, they're working on the problems. And what mm-hmm. what is a good way to do that, too, is looking for solutions. Mm-hmm. So you might want to identify or sense what those problems are, you know, and then flip it so that you feel like you're really looking through and asking yourself, well, how better can this be? What can I do over here that's different? Do I have other options? Um, What's that opportunity that just walked by? You know, it's like being awake enough to sense, you know, what does does this feel like? Mm -hmm. Um, Is it like you're looking down a running path, you know, like a runner, I don't know if you were ever doing jumping hurdles but oh i've never um, done that i did that i've done that in my mind (laughs) did that recently (laughs) oh my god (laughs) i i was doing a lot of running and you know that part of my you know when i was in college and high school and you look at these long series of obstacles it's an obstacle course almost and you start psyching yourself up now i can make it over that one and then you're down then you're up you're down, up and down, up and down. So you kind of pace yourself. And it's very interesting as you pace yourself, you're going to actually get to the end there and go, whew, I made it. You know, and that is such a huge high. You know, you set yourself up in that sense. But if I set myself up to go, whew, I made it over one, what do I do with the second one, the third one? I mean, it's right in front of me. So it becomes almost like if you make your choice, and you start looking further down the line with idea of that, you know, if you have the power to do it over one, you can do it the whole way. So it becomes almost like you power yourself up and you, mm-hmm. and you, you can do that from yourself and it becomes a reality. 
it's so mm-hmm. so fun to to prove yourself prove to yourself that you can do that Mm-hmm. I'm doing that. Uh, I just started lifting weights and I'm doing it in a really unconventional way where the idea is that you lift as much as you can possibly lift heavy, 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 heavy. And, um, but you only do it for no more than 60 seconds at a time in a slow and controlled motion. So, um, you know, my mind would say, Oh my God, that's, that's too much weight. I can't lift that. My body instead, if I don't, if I don't tell myself, I don't even look at how much it is anymore. Uh, the, my trainer puts it all together for me, but, um, my body just says, Oh, how heavy is it? So my mind would go, Ooh, too heavy. But my body's like, "Mm, how heavy is it? What do I need to do? And the first time, you know, when I try to lift it or whatever it's, uh, or push it, it's, uh, I can't even move it. And I said, what is the deal? The first time I can't do it, but then the second time I can. And um, my trainer explained to me, it's because your body conserves energy. So it's testing to see, do I have to use a whole lot of energy or just a little? So, you know, I thought, oh, that's so interesting. The body wisdom, you know, the body has perception. <laughs> oh, sure. Mm-hmm. And it believes mm-hmm. so much more than we know. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, because it's basic. And if we just trust ourselves, you know, it knows a whole lot more than sometimes we give it credit. Mm -hmm. And because of it being connected to the subconscious, that's like this endless universe that Mm -hmm. we were talking about before, where, you know, it it becomes an opportunity to actually start using that as a guidance for ourselves, you know, and it has all kinds of potential. Mm -hmm. You know, and if we really get out of our own way, I know that's a phrase that is probably overused, but, you know, it's really pretty simple. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. So if you look for ways for yourself to succeed or you, you know, make that perception that you can, you start looking for things that you are actively saying, I succeeded with that. Look, it's like looking down the long pathway and the obstacles in front of you. Start hopping over them. I landed, mm-hmm. I landed, I landed. And pretty soon that's going to be what you, your perception and your anticipation is and that's going to become more of the reality mm-hmm. so it's really it's like how you look at things so that um, as you look at this and it anticipate it and expect it of yourself then it becomes like your weight situation it says "Ooh, I can do that mm-hmm. you know, why would I question myself yeah. Yeah. Well, and Colin Powell said, always focus on the front windshield and not the rear view mirror. Mm-hmm. I think that's absolutely true. So when you can begin seeing opportunities where you previously saw limitations, your perception has shifted. If you are able to begin looking for answers when you feel there aren't any, it gives you options and uh, you come from a new place of power within. If you can create a belief system that allows you to see success where previously maybe you saw failure, like not being able to lift those weights, that's different or, or make it over all those hurdles. You know, it, it, and if you don't settle for second best from yourself always go for it uh, and and look for the positive even in the worst situations it's you know seeing the silver lining because it's always there mm-hmm. and as you're doing these things you start creating the life you really want from a very positive place so the question becomes you know when you're looking at things do you see a donut or do you see a hole <laughs> Oscar Wilde said the optimist sees the donut and the pessimist sees the hole you know so what I are you seeing 
Yeah. You know, it's not just wisdom, it's humor. Mm-hmm. And we tend to remember more in the humor and relate, or at least this is my my effect, is that I, I relate more if I laugh because I'm going to remember it. You know, yeah. you know, that's a good way to view that. You know, so really if we change something in the way we see something and maybe uh, it would be almost fun to look at some news section that's this long, heavy stuff, you know, that you're supposed to feel depressed and blah, blah, and look at it in a different, with a different view. That can mm-hmm. be rather an interesting e- event. Yeah, because when you realize that people are creating from their own level of consciousness, and then when you put a bunch of people together, now you've got collective consciousness, now you get to decide, is, are you sharing that consciousness? Is that a shared perception, or are you perceiving something in a different way? Like Oscar Wilde, another one that he said was, um, the easiest way to, uh, to rid temptation is to yield to it. <laughs> oh, Sure. And it makes sense, right? It's like, oh, is that a temptation or is that just, you know, an invitation and and you get it over with or whatever. Like, it's all in how you look at things, everything. So, you know, when you change the way you see things, the things you see change. <laughs> so, and, you know, we've been looking at big stop signs. You know, mm-hmm. that's pretty fun. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. If you look at, and, and notice what's repetitive in your world. James Kitchen said most of us go through each day looking for what we saw yesterday and not surprisingly, it's what we find. It's so true. It's so true. If we just expect to see what we're going to see, then a lot of times we actually see it. <laughs> so automatically your mind and your subconscious are going to start looking for attraction, attracting mm-hmm. solutions. And they're going to find them because they're looking, you're looking. And so what you want to do is get yourself into some kind of autopilot process that is going to actually start moving you forward, not having it show up and then going, hmm, that's, a, that's one of the, the stepping stones. Um, you know, so it's really like, how do you look at it? What do you do with it? Uh, how do you walk with it? How do you think about it? And practice little exercises, you know, one step at a time that help feel good as you're moving along. And T.F. Hodge said there are two paths of which one may choose in the walk of life. One we are born with and the one we consciously blaze. One is naturally true while the other is a perceptive illusion. Choose wisely as each fork is in a road. And so kind of to sum up this this conversation too is focus on what you want. Instruct your subconscious to be aware of this and repeat it so that you can get it so that it moves into that that solution looking process. Um, we've t- talked about self-talk, you know, be positive and work with different things. And one of your passions is H- Henry David Thoreau. The question is not what you look at, but what do you see? Oh, yeah. I mean, it's we just We love me some Henry. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so we're looking for sparkles and those are the distractions, but they can also be very focused on, very positive. And it's really a value that we have and it's very perceived by differently by each of us. So we're out prospecting and we want to be looking for sparkling jewels around us. It makes us feel better. And Buddha said, the trouble is you think you have the time, but right now, you know, start the journey today. And well, you know, and B- Buddha also said, in the sky, there is no distinction of East and West. People create distinctions out of their own minds and then believe them to be true. That is the heart of perception right there. Exactly. And mm-hmm. we connect 
to ourselves within, to nature, and to others with one insight, one choice, and one action. And we get so distracted sometimes. Do it now to get out of that distraction that doesn't feel good. And that's, you know, be careful what you believe. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Well, join us next Friday at 11 a.m. Pacific, 2 p.m. Eastern on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Have a great weekend, everyone. Thank you for joining D. Lee for Mighty Gems, spotlighting everyday jewels. Be sure to come back for another great show next Friday at 2 p.m. Eastern Time and 11 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Enjoy your weekend, and we'll see you here next week. We'll be right back.